Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, your buddy Blender Egg, Blender HD on Twitter. And this is the show. Well, this is Torch. Normally, we talk about yesterday's slate. We talk a little bit about today's slate, right? All the normal stuff. But we got MLB coming up tomorrow. So just like yesterday, going over some uh, strategy, deep dive, some, some new features to lineup HQ, talking about building lineups, answering your questions. That's what I do here in the morning. All the people in the YouTube chat, you're my buddies, right? You're the priority. If you show up here 11 o'clock every weekday and you ask your questions, I have the answers, most most of the answers. I, I answer about 90% of the questions in the YouTube chat, but I see you guys there, Dupocalypse, Aaron Rasmus, Rasmus, Clay Loofborough, Card Fan, Tony A, Hog Lawrence, Ryan Edwards, Matt Mears, I hit the thumbs up button. You know, you know what to do. I got my apple juice here. It's pretty cold. Pretty damn cold. You're keeping it cold for me. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Uh, A a programming note tomorrow, there is no DFS pregame show. We have obviously have a a 1 p.m. Eastern slate for MLB. I mean, I think on DraftKings, it's that they they, they mixed it up. I think. FanDuel, the lock is like like 105. And then DraftKings isn't doing their slate till two. So like there's a there's some overlap there. They're both like nine game slates, but they're like overlapping. And Yahoo doesn't have theirs until four, their main slate. But uh, on those types of days, so there'll be no DFS pregame show at 11 in the morning Eastern, but there'll be Grinders Live, 1125 a.m. Eastern. And that's going to be with Dean. That's going to be with Cardi. And that's going to be with me. So on the mor- on the morning, you're, just, you're still going to catch me in the morning. Don't worry. You still got me in the morning. It's just that it won't be on this show. It'll be on Grinders Live. And we'll be talking about uh, tomorrow's slate, specifically tomorrow's slate. Uh, you know, who to play, what to do, right? You got Dean with, uh, I don't know if there's any body parts. I have no idea. Cardi's there, to, to, to sample size problems, right? And it'll be me with my vomit stacks saying, here's the team I'm going to stack. And people think I'm crazy. So if you want to figure that out, uh, show up here tomorrow, 1125 on YouTube, and you hit the notification bell. You'll always know when we go live. we got tons of shows coming up this month in, in April because we also got NBA. It's not like the NBA, the NBA is still around, okay? I may not be playing much, if any, NBA anymore. I'm focusing on MLB, but there'll still be NBA grinders live. There'll still be crunch time, but there'll also be MLB baseball shows. So it, it, it's going to be shows like there's going to be like four or five shows on YouTube, like every single day, uh, plus crunch time for the premium members. And you can sign up for premium rotogrinders.com slash premium. You can click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month. And you have a combo premium package. If you're going to play multiple sports, it, it's like 99 bucks or something like, like it pays for everything, right? PGA, MMA, anything you want. Or if you just want to play one sport, then it's, you know, like 40 bucks a month. And you get all the projections for the sport. You get everything. You get access to everything. Lineup HQ, everything you possibly need. Everything that I use. Obviously, for MLB, I also use the bat projections. And those are available. That's that's a little bit extra, okay? You want to use Derek Hardy's projection system. uh, So you could sign up for that. But that's what I use. I'm telling you exactly what I use, okay? I'm profitable in MLB DFS. This is what I use. I use lineup HQ. I use Cardi's, the bat projections. I use slate IQ. 
That's another, we don't have that out for, for tomorrow yet. I, I'm assuming that'll be early tomorrow morning or something. Obviously, we have the ownership projections. You get that too. Uh, slate IQ is, it's a simula- it, it, it simulates the slate. It uses past slates because we have all the DraftKings database, you know, in our system and for results DB. And it finds similar slates, like the 25 most similar slates. And then it runs a simulation of the current slate based on, you know, that, that, that context and shows, you know, what type of lineup constructions come up first in like a large field GPP percentage of the time. Now with the construction dynamics and is it a cheap pitcher? Is it a, is it a, is it an expensive pitcher? A lot of that stays consistent. Those percentages for the size of the slate stay consistent pretty much throughout the year. But the main focus of slate IQ is in the the top stacks. Okay. So it'll show slate IQ, which is run multiple times because the ownership matters, right? Ownership and pitcher change or batting order change or something like that. There may be a slight difference. If there's a major change, if there's no major change, it's that the percentages aren't going to change much. Uh, It'll show like all the teams, Right. I don't know. If we, we have I don't even know if I could show if we have anything from last year. I don't know. I don't I, I have no idea, uh, but it'll show the teams like all the teams like Dodgers, Padres, Orioles, Red Sox, what old and their percent in that simulation that that was the top stack, that that was in the winning GPP lineup that either four man or five man stack because we're talking about DraftKings now. So the four man or five man stack appeared in the winning GPP lineup in that's in, in, in a simulation. So it'll show you the percentages. So we may have tomorrow Dodgers, 12% Padres, 9% Orioles, 3%, right? Pirates 0.8%, right? So it'll show the percentage of times. And then the other column will show the average ownership of that stack of that four or five band stack. So you'll get to now compare where the leverage is stack wise. Okay. So you're looking like if we have the Dodgers 12, let's say it's 12%, but they're going to be owned at 18%. That's negative leverage, right? They're owned more often than they show up as the top stack. Now they still have a 12% chance. They still have the top chance. So it doesn't mean you still don't play the Dodgers, but it just means that they're, they're over owned. They're the most probable but they're overrun. So you know that if you're going to play Dodger stacks that you need to, you need to find a way to get different elsewhere. That, that, that Dodger stacks with a, with a 2% on pitcher. Okay. Now we're talking. And then we also go to the bottom where it's like, okay, we have a team, let's say the twins or something. I don't know. I'm just making it up 3% chance of being the top stack in the GPP winning lineup, but they're only going to be owned average 1.2%. Well, that's positive leverage, Right. They're only going to be owned 1.2%, but they have a 3% chance of being the top stack. Now that's that's plus EV, okay? Now they're, it's still four times less. Remember, the Dodgers are 12, Twins are three. So the Dodgers are still four times more likely to be the winning stack. But when the Twins are the winning stack, there's half the people own them. So you possibly make more money in those situations. So that's... That's what you're looking for in Slate IQ. But those are the tools that I use, okay? I eat my own dog food. So it's not like it's like, okay, there's this Roto-Grinder stuff that I'd say that you should pay for. Click on the link in the description, get $10 off, and I'm just being a salesman, and then I use my own stuff. No, this is exactly the stuff that I use. Exactly.
lineup HQ, Cardi's projections, slate IQ. You just give me that, and that's what I play MLB DFS with, right? Like, oh, well, do you have your own Excel thing? No, I don't have nothing. I don't know my, I have nothing holding back. I have no, nothing hiding behind the green screen. I got nothing. This is exactly what I use. And, uh, and then obviously your brain, right? For, for game theory. And that, and that's what I talk about on this show. But we see, we see in lineup HQ, I just wanted to show off because yesterday we talked a bunch about kind of some lineup construction, uh, some new features. Okay. One I'll, I'll show you is uh, in the build, build rules. Uh, you may not have to use this often, but we now have a pitcher salary cap in the build rules. And it's by default 50,000 because obviously you can't spend 50,000. So 50,000, just obviously whatever combination of pitchers you want to use. But let's, let's say we see a lot of times when we have some cheap hitters that if you did the knapsack problem, you know, by trying to jam in as much median as possible, that uh, it's going to try to jam in like these, these 2K hitters alongside uh, expensive pitchers a lot of the times, maybe not tomorrow's slate, but a lot of the times. So, you know, you may get, you know, in, in this example, a lot of Darvish Nola lineups, right? Cause it's like, Oh, I'm going to pay 20,500 for pitching. And then, you know, then jamming Cedric Mullins and David Dahl and Kettle Marte and whoever is stupidly underpriced, but it's baseball. So it doesn't matter. They're stupidly underpriced. They can just go over four just like anyone else. So if you want to prevent those types of builds more so than not without having to use groups, because a lot of times I would use groups for this and say, no, I don't want more than one 10 K pitcher on, on a, on, on a lineup, which you could still do what you could, what you can do is just set it. So like, if I don't want in my, my lineups, let's say I don't want uh, like, if I, I want like glass now to be like the mo- the highest price pitcher that I want to play. Okay. So if Glasnow is the highest price pitcher that I want to play, obviously the next Flaherty is next. So like we have like, let's see, 16,000, 17,400, right? I believe is the, right. We add these up and that's 17,400. So if now if I go into build rules and put in 17,400 right here, obviously uh, it's not going to, it can't, it's not going to give me Darvis Kershaw lineups. It's not going to give me Glasnow, anyone above here, right? It can give me Maeda Castillo lineups, right? Because that comes in at, no, that's 17.5, actually. It can give me Castillo-Woodruff lineups. It can give me Kershaw-Hendricks lineups, right? So you, you see, do you see the power in this? So instead of having to create these types of groups, if you want to make, you know, you have, you know, certain allocation to pitcher versus batter from a percentage standpoint, we allow you to do that now by using an exact pitcher salary cap. Now you could have two different builds. You may have one build that you want to do this and another build you want to do something differently. So you did make two builds for that. But for mostly you could get everything done by just the pitcher salary cap. Cause I could look here and say, let's say if I do play Darvish, like I don't want to play Darvish glass. I don't want to spend that much on pitching. So Darvish plus let's see Darvish plus Alcantara. Yeah, that's that would be sixteen nine or Eovaldi, right? Like that, those lineups could be built, right? But not like Darvish Nola, Darvish Kershaw, Castillo, no, you know, two guys together. 
It's an easier way to do it now than by making pitch groups. Okay. I mean, obviously, if you don't want a specific group, I mean, if you don't want, I don't want Darvish plus Alcantara at all. I like, okay, well, then make a group. And so they, they don't, they don't, they don't show up together. Right. So a lot of times in, in GPP, even though it's, you know, the, the win is only a marginal part of, uh, of the pitcher's outcome. Like you're probably not going to play, you know, on a large slate, probably not going to play the pitchers from the same game against each other. Right. So you're probably most likely not going to play uh, Glasnow and Alcantara in the same line in a large field GPP, small field. You could probably get away with Remember the win on DraftKings is four points and only one of them can get it. But of course, uh, like, like 40% of the time, neither starting pitcher gets a win. So like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's complete. Like the negative correlation is a matter of like maybe a point, a point and a half, not four points on average. So it's about a point, a point and a half, but in large field GPPs, when you have to beat 70,000 people, right? 70,000 entries in the contest, you know, one and a half point may be the difference between first and fifth place. So yeah, maybe I care about the point and a half when it comes to large field, you're playing a 200, 200 entry uh, GPP, small field stuff. Eh, probably doesn't matter that much. I mean, it, 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 by default, I probably, you know, don't want to limit my, my upside because then, because the two pitchers, the only, the only way they're negatively correlated is by the win. Like they're not negatively correlated because one team has anything to do with the other team, the pitcher, what does it matter? Right. Okay. So it's only for the win, but that it, Understand that like over 40% of the time around there, neither pitcher gets a win. So it's not going to matter either way. They both could, they both could pitch. Well, they both could go, Matt, they both go seven innings and they both give up one run. Neither of them are going to get the win, but both of them could possibly appear, appear in the GPP winning lineup. So don't like, don't use that as like a default of you could never play two of the same pitchers in the, the opposite pitchers in the same game. Right. Now, do you play hitters against the pitchers? No, you don't do that. I, I wouldn't ever do that, except for really small slates where you you almost have to. But on a what on a nine game slate, you you ain't you ain't playing you ain't playing pitchers and batters against each other, right? Even one, if oh, I'm going to play Mookie Betts in the pitch, why? You have tons of other options, and the projections are all so close on a lot of players. Like, why why would you take on that negative correlation for no apparent reason? You did play another player, play another pitcher. There, there are plenty of options to do so. So that build rules with uh, the pitcher salary cap, that that helps you. So, okay, I'm going to put this back to 50,000. Go into the YouTube chat before I show off the next feature. Go through the YouTube chat. Tony A, bring on the puke stacks. Do you like, I like vomit. I, I call it vomit stacks. People like calling it puke stacks. Too many K's, too many like puke stacks, puke stacks. I don't know. I like vomit stacks. I think it has a little bit more power. Vomit, vomit stacks. Uh, Shane Newman is the weather edge on RG. Anything useful? Already have the bad X. Well, if you already have the bat, the bat already uh, takes into account the weather. So do you, do you need weather edge? No, but I mean, it's useful. I mean, that that's the weather. And then we have the historic data on the percentage, you know, the games based on that weather are runs up or home runs down or ERA up, you know, like that type of stuff. But uh, Bacardi already already uh, accounts for all of that, all the weather in the bat projections. So I, I, just don't count it twice. 
it's useful, right? It's useful there. It's, it, it, oh, it, the wind's going this way and home runs are up 12%. Well, I mean, that, that, so that 12% will be in the projections. But it doesn't mean it's not useful. If you want to use Weather Edge, use Weather Edge. I'm not sure how much the weather, if any, is it. I'm not sure. You'd have to ask Jamino about the plate IQ projections, the RG ones. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, but, but the, the bat, I know Cardi takes into account the ballparks, the bat, he takes into account stuff that I've never even heard of before. Uh, but, you know, it's like 200, 300 factors that go into his projections, but weather is one of them. So is it useful? Yes. Is it necessary with the bat? No. So just understand that you, there are tons of things that are useful, just whether or not that is it already reflected in the projections you're looking at. So you're not double counting it. So you could say, oh, oh, the projections are great on the Dodgers at Coors Field. And they're at Coors Field. Like it's already in there. It's already like, like knowing the ballpark factors. Yeah, well, okay, it's useful. Sure, I guess so. Right? Or where the, where the batted ball data. It's like, oh, well, Mookie Betts has more of a sh- chance of hitting doubles because of the way Coors. Yeah, it's already in. It's already in the projections. So if you want to know the reasons why, sure. I guess all, all that all that helps. Is it necessary? For me personally, it's not necessary because I, I care about that. As long as you distill it down to a number and I trust the model, I, I, don't, need to, I don't need to know why, right? I, I don't. If, if you need to know why, we have all the whys. It's on Roto-Grinders for premium. Cheese, Dave Potts, cheese is good. His, art, his musings article is like 5,000, 10,000, 10,000 words a day. I don't know how he writes that much. But he goes into every, like, and if you read it, it's it's all it's all useful. It's a great it's a great article. He writes every weekday for for, for every slate, going through each pitcher, going through uh, stacks, going through every all the data, all the statistics, all everything. It's 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 a great article. Also understand that a lot of that information is already reflected in the projections. So while it's useful, his article is a why article, right? And it also shows a lot of strategy stuff of like, this guy is more volatile. He may be overowned, you know? So you get a little bit of those nuggets in it, in, in his, in his piece. But, but I mean, it's useful, but is it necessary? So that's really what it comes down to. It comes down to how much time you want to spend. So yeah, I read Jesus article every day. I do. Do, do I need to? No, I don't, but I enjoy it. I enjoyed the why, but I, un- I also know at the end of the day, I'm going to look at a bat. Pro- I'm going to look at Cardi's projections and go, it's 10.2, whatever. I don't care. It doesn't, the, the why doesn't matter. As long as I have the, the, as long as I have the number, as long as I have the answer, I could build, I could start building lineups. So certain days, if I don't have a chance to read Cheese's article, then I don't. It's not, it doesn't necessarily affect my gameplay. So you have to understand the difference between, is it useful? Is it needed? Everything's useful. Every piece of information. You want to spend six hours going through baseball data and statistics and everything. Sure, it's useful. Just, is it necessary? If you have a projection and it's all distilled down to, is there a need to do that? Not necessarily. Okay, let's see. Go through the YouTube chat a little bit more. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Right, GR Saucedo also mentions, yeah, that uh, Cardi, if you get the bat projections, he also does like, he also does bat specific podcasts like two or three days a week. So he'll talk about this like for bat subscribers. And he's always in the Discord. 
I mean, he's always in the, I mean, during baseball season, especially when it gets close, you know, two hours to the slate or whatever, he's all, he's, he'll answer any question when it comes to, you know, uh, you know, pitching pitch counts and, and, and any type of factor. Like if you have a, if you have an issue, you're like, wow, why does this guy project? Well, like he could answer it. I mean, he has so, he has so many variables in a system that he'll say, nope, nope. Especially these SP twos. I can tell you from experience with his projections the past what four years that the pitching projections in and of themselves are almost invaluable. Hitting projections. I mean, the, the usual suspects are going to be the usual. Oh, the Dodgers are in cores. They're going to project. Well, yeah, I, yeah. You don't have to be a, you don't have to be a rocket science to, to scientist to tell me that. Right. Or, you know, a team is all priced at 2,800 and they're in Fenway park. Yeah. I think the Orioles, yeah. The, the Orioles top five may not be worth more than like 14,000 salary tomorrow or something like that. The diamondbacks against the Darvish, they're all like minimum price or something. I mean, if you want to play a team against Darvish, sure. But I mean, like, like, you don't have to, it doesn't take a rocket science to know about that, but the pitching, like a lot of times, yeah, the top it, yes, the Grum and Cole and Bieber. Yeah. Uh, why do they project? Well, well, they're the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. They, they project well, but sometimes you get these $6,000, 6200 you know, pitchers that like people don't, aren't even looking at just like, okay, whatever. And then based on the matchup and based on the data that, that Cardi has, it's like, Oh, one of the top projected pit top point per dollar projected pitchers on the slate. And it's like, the guy's going to be 4% owned and you play him and he puts up like 16 points, which is all that's needed for like a, like a six K pitcher or $5,500 pitcher on DraftKings, And then only 4% of people are playing him. So like, like I, the pitching projections separate the bat from a, a lot of other systems around the industry. So, so that, that, that I, yeah, sometimes you sometimes you get burned. Sometimes Drew Smiley gives up four home runs in an inning, right? Because the bat has its favorites, right? Typically, Drew Smiley and uh, Joe Musgrove, and uh, you know guys that that are not bad are not like horrible, but the the sites just price down like too much. Like sometimes you just get, you know, Pablo Lopez at, at fifty four hundred, and you go like Pablo Lopez is a better pitcher than a fifty four hundred dollar pitcher. He's not better. He's about a $7,500 pitcher. So it's not like he's a great pitcher, but he's just way too underpriced on the slate as it is. And that allows you to then pay up for an SP one and then still get good batters. Okay. So another feature, I petitioned for this feature for at least two years, right? Even, I think even before, I think just when I came on as part of the team, I've, I've been with Roto Grinders for almost two years now. But it was the first thing that I came on with MLB. This is the feature that I wanted uh, to help me the most. Since in MLB, I tend to make, you know, I tend to multi-enter. I tend to make 50, 80, 100 lineups for a slate. And that's what we're calling, uh, what happened to it? Did they get rid of it? Oh, okay. It's on FanDuel. Do I, do I not reload? Because they've been testing this. Is it in production? I hope it is. DraftKings, let's see. Is it still here? Okay. Okay. There, there, there. It came back. It came back. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to show it up and it disappeared. And maybe something was wrong with that. I was testing it before. It seemed pretty good. Okay. See this column. We have a new column here. Obviously the OIS, you go, what the hell is always? Are we old school punk rockers going? Oi, oi, oi. No, no. OIS means only in stacks. So use hitter only in stacks when checked. 
This hitter will only be used as part of a specified quick stack. Okay. So these are the instances I've explained before where you don't necessarily want the optimizer. You don't want line of HQ to jam in these, some garbage eighth or ninth hitter uh, that you may be using in a stack as a one-off in another lineup, right? So you'd have a $2,400 garbage player in there. You want to use them as part of your five-man stacks, but you don't want to use them as a one-off. Well, this checkbox allows you to do that. So you don't have to make like these convoluted groups. You could do it via groups. It just takes forever. You have to like, you have to make like five groups for each player in order to do this. So we do that for you now. So for instance, if we were to go, let's say to Baltimore, I'm just using Baltimore as an example because we currently have Cedric Mullins. It's like leading off for 2,100, okay? So let's say, we're gonna go by batting order. Let's say Cedric Mullins, yeah, he's leading off. I mean, we, we also have the bottom of the order. Like if you don't want the bottom of the order only in stacks. But let's say Cedric Mullins is too popular. You're like, I don't want to use a chalk Cedric Mullins as a one-off. I don't mind using him as part of an Orioles stack, but not as a not as a one-off. So I just check the box and it's done. So if I'm going to create Baltimore stacks, Cedric Mullins will obviously appear in those. There, he's eligible to appear in those, but he's not eligible to appear in a not as part of a non-stacked lineup. So I would have built 20 lineups. Let's say I'm going to go to my stacks and I'm going to set Baltimore on 50% on whatever. It doesn't matter. 50%. So I'm going to build 20 lineups with 5X. And we can see here, Cedric Mullins. So Cedric Mullins is in all of these lineups, five-man Baltimore stacks, right here, right here, right here. But he's not in... He's not in as a $2,100 one-off in the other lineups. So let's say we continue with that. So that we have Jorge Alfaro showing up a bunch, right? So he's showing up as, as a cheap catch, $2,400 catcher facing uh, Glasnow tomorrow. So he's obviously not in Marlin stacks because Mar the Mar they don't even project that well. So we have Alfaro. So let's say... You don't want Jorge Alfaro. Like, because let's say we're building Marlin stacks now. Let's just say, okay. So let's say we're going to go into the stacks and go, okay, we'd still, I want, I want, I want some Marlin stacks out here to 10, 10% or whatever, whatever it is. We have two of them or something. But I don't want Alfaro as a one off in them. So I'm going to go to Alfaro. I'm not saying you should be doing this because it's a catcher and who cares. So I'm going to click that. That's a way of keeping a guy in your player pool. Because even if we didn't set the Marlins stacks, it's quite possible Alfaro will just never show up in a lineup ever. Because if you're not playing a Marlin stack, Alfaro will never be in because they can't use him as a one-off. So now I'm going to build 20. We should see Alfaro, right? Alfaro is here. See, in these two, here's the two Marlin stacks, right? Because we're building 20 lineups and I want 10%. So that's two lineups. But now he's not showing up and all those 50% of your lineups the other way as the catcher. We go to catcher now. We get, obviously, the Baltimore stacks all have Cisco in it. Then we have Caratini in the, looks like Caratini is in Padre stacks. So Caratini, Caratini. Here's Carson Kelly. So let's say it's like, oh, I don't want to have a one-off 
Carson Kelly. Let's say you don't. Like, look, it's not showing me any Diamondback stats. Well, let's say I just don't want any Carson Kelly outside of a Diamondback stack. Even though I'm not even playing Diamondback stacks. But instead of Xing Carson Kelly out, I just click that box. Right? So we looked at the, the lineups that we just had. Carson Kelly was in one lineup, right? Not in a stack, just with Kettle Marte in a Dodger stack. It's like, instead of just Xing him out or something, it's like, okay, once I check that box, I know Carson Kelly cannot appear in a lineup like this. This lineup can't exist now because it's not a Diamondback stack. I'm going to build 20 lineups again. I shouldn't get, I shouldn't get any Carson Kelly. Right, none, because I don't have any Diamondback stacks. So I don't have to X him out. I don't have to X him out anymore. I can just say not in stacks. I'm playing stacks fine. So now we're looking through, let's say we have all these stacks. We could show the stack summary right here. 10, 4, 4, 2. We got two Marlin stacks or whatever. I mean, this is just an example. I'm not saying this is what I'm going to do tomorrow. Get the combo star. Okay, we don't have the combo star summary there. Player exposures. So now we're looking through. We're looking at maybe, maybe we're looking through some more. We got Carlos Santana, Jerickson Profar. So let's say, let's take a look at Jerickson Profar. He's batting eighth for 3,200. Maybe we only want him in stacks. Now he's only showing up in stacks. But let's say we want to make sure if we're building 100 lineups, maybe he shows up as a one off at first base in, in two lineups. It's like we don't want that. So I can go to Profar, only in stacks, done. So let's let's see this in, let's build a whole bunch of lineups. So I'm going to do 5X. I'm going to do, you know, max 20% of any stack. Well, let's do even less, max 10%, right? We'll get a whole diverse set of stacks, okay? We look at the build rules, okay, that's fine. 48,000 is the minimum. Doing the five X, X stacks, running the player pool, assuming I could do the S. Okay. So let's say, for instance, okay, let's let's do this as an example. Where where do we go? Okay, catchers. So let's say I only want to play catchers in stacks. Let's let's just say. I'm not saying that you should do this as a blunt tool, just like always. Whatever, but a lot of times you'll see me on Grinders Live. Oh, we're getting the catcher. Who do you play a catcher? It's like either you're playing, you're paying up for like an actual catcher that does something, right? Or you're just playing whoever's in your stack. So I'd look at this and I go, and I just, I just check, double check, 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 check. I just keep on going. Now Contreras, I don't mind. Will Smith, maybe I don't mind. Trevino, Molina, Perez, I may not mind. Vasquez, I mean, you know, Real Muto, Darno, maybe even Zunino projects horribly. But I just check only in stack. I just do them all, except for the higher priced ones that, you know, could actually maybe do something on their own. More than not, more often than not. So this saves the trouble of like making a group for this. And I'm like, okay, whatever catcher, unless it's one of these catchers, unless it's a higher priced catcher, Right, because all these guys are high priced, 4,700, 4,800. Everyone else is going to be whatever's in your stack. I'm going to go to build rules. I'm going to build, let's, I'm going to build 100. 
we have 10% of like max 10% of any stack. So build a hundred there. Just, just, just makes your life a little bit easier. Now the only in stacks function, just understand, slows down lineup HQ a bit. Okay, the more variables you give lineup HQ, the, the, the slower it tends to go. It's still pretty fast. I mean, but if you're trying to build, if, you, if you're trying to build 150 lineups, like it could take, it could take 60 seconds, right? It, it's not going to be, you know, you're done, right? And the more you put in here, the more constraints, the more groups, the more types of stacks, it, it makes it a little bit slower. So don't try, don't try to set everything up and then, uh, oh, it's, 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 it's uh, 90 seconds to lock. I'm building. No, you're not going to get there in time. Let this let this load through. Look through the YouTube chat a little bit. Right, Frank Patty even says in the YouTube chat, right? You can just check it for all catchers and always get the catcher in your stack. Right, there you go. Uh, Hog Lawrence asks, roughly what percentage of batters are you okay with them being one-offs? Most of the batters. Typically, it's the batters, it's the weak-hitting batters at the bottoms of orders. Or some really chalk hitter, right? Because you may have you may have an instance where, you know, we have, uh, you know, the, it could be one of those days, if you remember, like the Royals, like Jorge Soler is like minimum price for no apparent reason, coming back from injury. And he's going to be like, and it's a six-game slate. And he's like 34% owned. But the rest of the Royals are all single-digit owned. So it's like, do I want to, strategically, Maybe Royal stacks are better than just playing Solaire as a one-off. So maybe I use the only in stacks function, that checkbox to go to get me the leverage. So you could use it as a leverage tool of like, oh, this guy's going to be high owned. So I only want to play him in stacks because the stack isn't going to be as high owned in combination as the singular player. So here we go. Here we go with that. What we did with the catchers. Let me delete the other builds. Okay. So we go through a catcher. So we still have Contreras. We still have Smith, Perez, right? We still have some of the some of the higher priced catchers. Now on this slate, I mean, it's because the pitching. You're probably playing paying in the mid tier for pitching, so you could pay up a catcher. But like Jorge Alfaro, only in Marlin stacks. So here we go. Look, he's not. He's not a one off. Only in Marlin stacks. Francisco. Only in Oriole stacks. You scroll it down. Jose Trevino. Only in Rangers stacks. So they, here, Tucker Barnhart. Tucker Barnhart. Okay. Okay, here, I missed one. Okay, I'm going to have to report this. I don't know why Tucker Barnhart's showing up here. Do we check his box? Because he's in the red stack. He's not in here. We've been testing this out. It mostly works. You rarely find an instance. Maybe it's trying to think that Suarez and Barnhart are a stack together. Did I check Barnhart? Let, let's just make sure I actually did. Yeah, I checked Barnhart. Okay, we'll take a look at that. That's what it's supposed to do. But for the most part, it did. I mean, like, I mean, legitimately, it did. It's like Perez, he's a one-off, right? He could be in, but he's also in a Royal stack, right? Royal stack, Royal stack, Royal stack, Royal stack, Royal stack, Royal stack, Royal stack. He's not a one-off. 
Let's say Contre- Contreras is probably the one. Off. Yeah. He's the highest projected catcher. So, yeah, he's the one off in Red Sox stack. He's in a Cub stack, Cub stack, Ray stack with Contreras. Ray stack with Contreras. There's a Ranger stack with Contreras. Right? So, you have a little bit more control. So, you could use the only in stacks functionality in lineup HQ in a multitude of ways. I showed you here with the, with the catchers. You can do that. I mean, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave it on for that. And then let's say, like in that ownership example. So I'm going to get off a catcher, go to ownership. So let's say you look, you look at this, you look at ownership and you go, well, the Dodgers are going to be, going to be chalky, right? Or look, Kike Hernandez, here, here's, a, here's a good example of what I mean by the guy's going to be chalk, but the stack may not be as chalky. So let's take a look at Boston. So Boston, like, yeah, Kiki Hernandez, if he leads off, assuming that this is the order. So I'm going to sort by order. So like Kiki Hernandez, 25% owned on a nine-game slate. J.D. Martinez, 15% owned on a nine-game Yeah, but if you, if you played the stack, the stack isn't going to be that owned. So you could still play Kiki Hernandez in the stack. But maybe not as a one-off second baseman. To get leverage, right? If you want to do that. So this is a, this is a way to use it as a leverage tool. So I'm going to put him only in stacks, maybe even put J.D. Martinez only in stacks, right? So I could use the 25% on this guy and the 15% on that guy, but only in a stack because that stack's going to contain Verdugo, Bogarts, Devers, these guys that are lower owned. Renfro, Vasquez, you know, something like that. So if we look at our build with 100 lineups right here, Kiki's in 17 lineups. He's in. He's a one-off here. He's a one-off there. He's a one-off in a lot of lineups. Obviously, in a stack, I'm fine with that. We look at the combined ownership, and this is this is fine because you're getting a seven percent owned Vasquez, Renfro, Verdugo. You know, you get you're getting guys that are low owned, and they're correlated with one another. But maybe you don't want, for leverage purposes, have Kiki Hernandez as like a, just a one-off chalk second baseman. So now we're going to build 100 lineups that way. Let it run. The same could be said with any other player, like I did with Cedric Mullins before. Now, if you're getting different elsewhere, if you're already saying I'm I'm fading the two chalk pitchers, like then you don't need to you don't need to just include Kiki Hernandez only in stacks as a leverage tool. You already got leverage in your lineups. I'm just showing showing how you could how could you use these settings, these functionalities to get the lineups that you want to play. Remember what I always say, the optimizer is only as smart as the person using it. It's not going to tell you what to do. You tell it what to do. So you make the strategic decision of like, like, do I, do I, I need to get leverage. I'm playing large field tournaments. I'm playing a lot of Dodger stacks that are going to be chalky. Do I want to play Kiki Hernandez and Dodger stacks and also play Brandon Woodruff and Tyler Glasnow? Like, no, you're, 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 that's the chalk lineup. So how do I get different? Well, let me see the possibilities. One way to get different is not to play Kiki Hernandez as a one-off. So we look here, we go to Kiki Hernandez, right? He's only in stacks now, right? Only in stacks. And you still got chalk Tatis in there. You still have chalked Justin Turner in there. But you're getting, you're getting, you know, 
Bobby Dahl, you, I mean, I'm not saying this is the greatest stack in the world. One, three, six, eight, nine. You're getting a stack. You're getting the chalk pitchers, right? Woodruff, Glasnow. It's an easier way to do that, right? Now we're getting a lot of Kettle Marte, right? Because if you're not going to play Kiki Hernandez at 3,000, probably going to play Kettle Marte at whatever, 2,700? The DraftKings pricing is... They, some of these guys are... I don't know why, why, why are they under 3K? Who knows? But let's say you want to do the same thing with Kettle Marte. Right now we're getting into the now we're getting to the range of we're getting rid of second basemans, right? So let's say you did. Let's say Kettle Marte. Let's just say we do the same thing. Oh, I don't want I don't want Kettle Marte as a one-off, right? He's going to be too chalky or something. You're going to find leverage out. So there you go. So put him there. Now let's see what comes up. Now what's now the more the more that you make high projected players only in stacks what that what that will do is cause a lot of your lineups to use whatever second baseman is on the team of the stack in the stack if you understand what i'm saying because if, if it's going to have to choose between multiple players that are not as great projected it's more likely that you just play the same same consideration we were talking about with the catchers where the catchers like any any $2,800 catcher, is, they're all projected about the same. So why not play the catcher that's in your stack? Why play a one-off catcher? Just play, just play the guy that's, just play Tucker Barnard. Just play Jose Trevino. If there's no really not much difference between any of the catchers in that range. Same could be said with possibly middle infielders, right? So Kettle, Kettle Marte, yeah, he's still, yeah, we've got to look into this. It, it still thinks that, you know, the second player is part of the stack, I guess. But now we're getting Josh Rojas, I guess, another Diamondback, right? Is he, but now here we go. Here's a Diamondback stack. Okay, so that's fine. Josh Rojas, see, Galvis is in the stack. Still get Kettle Marte. Yeah, I guess I guess it's, I guess it's viewing the, the two part of the 5X. Like, if I made this 5-3... Then I can understand, but I guess if it, it also means that if another player is also in the lineup, the two man, we'll get that looked at. Should it be that way? I would think not. Based on the description, it should be that if I if I say only in stacks, that means I should not see him as anything other than in a five man stack or a four man stack on Fanduel or whatever the main the primary stack. I think that's the better way of putting it. So if I set this at, at at 5x, like it's whatever this first number is, rather than who cares about the second number? Because x just means it could be 5-2, But truthfully, if I put in 5x, I'm assuming the x part, like that just means the guy's not going to be in that part. That's what I would think. But maybe some people have a different different opinion. But I think it's a ve- I think it's a very very useful tool. Prevents groups to prevent. I mean, I used to do a lot of things in order to not get like the ninth hitter on teams to show up. Byron Buxton batting ninth at 3,200 or something show up as a one-off in like 20% of my lineups. Like, well, do it. What, what do I do? Do I just limit his, his exposure? It's like, no, I, 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 I don't want to necessarily get rid of them. Now, if I'm not playing any twin stacks, then screw it. I just X them out. But let's say I'm playing twin stacks. And it's like, I want to include Baron Buxton, but only in twin stacks. But 
So then I would have to go, what you'd have to do, the old way of doing this would be, see, I'll show you the old way. So let's say we wanted to on, we'll go back to Boston. So we let's say we had that instance of, I only want to play Kiki Hernandez in stacks. So I would have to go and build a player group, right? I'd have to put Kiki Hernandez, right? And then I'd have to put everyone on the Red Sox. Okay, so that would be what Verdugo. What, what's that? What's that order? Verdugo, Martinez, Martinez, and Bogarts. Who else is on the team? Devers, Renfro, Gonzalez. Devers, Devers, Renfro, Gonzalez, Vasquez, and Dahlbeck. Based on the projected order. So I have to do this and then put, if I'm making five man stacks, I have, to, I have to do this, use exactly four players. So if Kiki Hernandez is in the lineup, the group makes it. So I have to use four of these players to be for him to be in the lineup at all. So that group, the group's logic is, well, Kiki Hernandez can't appear in any lineup without any of these four players, which means only in stacks, right? Now imagine doing this for seven players. Imagine, imagine doing this for multiple players in the same team. Dalbeck. I don't want. I only want Dalbeck in stacks. Okay, create because you can't. You can't duplicate this. So now I have to do the same group with Dalbeck here, right? And put all the Red Sox here, and then put four, four, or three, four. If you're building four man stacks, it's a pain in the ass, right? Now we got check boxes, right? I can get rid of this. This this group. It took me took me twenty seconds to make. I get to save the 20 seconds because I just go to the player pool, check that box, and I'm done. I'm done, right? Only in stacks. I know it seems like such a minor addition, but I think it, it, it for if you're building a lot of lineups, I think it, it's, it's, it dramatically increases your uh, efficiency in building lineups because you could do a lot of, th- you, you see how you could do a lot of things with them. Because a lot of times it even acts as like almost an X button. You see a guy come up in a bunch of lineups and you're not playing that team in stacks. Who You, you don't even need to X them. Just check them. Only in stacks. I only want Cedric Mullins in stacks. Well, are you playing any Orioles stacks? No. Okay. Then I guess you're not playing any Cedric Mullins. Don't have to bother Xing them out. I'm not saying Xing them out is, is bad. It's just that, you know, if he's Xed out, I, you forget about him or something and, Maybe you do end up playing Orioles stacks and maybe you forgot that you extra, you know, once you start excluding people, you know, they go away. So if you have any questions on this, you're more than welcome to, to ask me YouTube, obviously. Uh, and, and the Discord. I'm in the Bat Discord primarily if you're a Bat subscriber. But if you, you could mention me in the MLB channel on the Roto Grinders Discord, feel free to just at, at Blender HD. In the Discord, if you're a premium member, I'll answer. I'll answer anything. And obviously, we have the Lineup HQ Help Channel in the Discord. If you have any issues with, you know, any of the features, and we're we're always in there, right? Cheese is in there. I mean, there's Bob Reeves. He's already he's talking in there right now. We have everyone. Chops in there, always checking in. Kirk Deeds is always uh, when it comes to yeah. If he's doing well on Yahoo, he's in there. So join. Click on the link in the description. Get $10 off 
your first month. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Going through some of the YouTube chat before we get out of here. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Jupocalypse says, so similar to curating the player pool, you could check all players and uncheck only the players you're okay with as one-offs. I, I, see, I think the reverse. I don't think that way. Any player could be a one-off. I don't care. I, it's more of the fact of I when I'm building 100 lineups, 150 lineups, whatever. Usually the lineups, I, I don't want to have one-off. I typically, typically don't want to have like one-off weak hitting, eighth, eighth hitting first baseman as a one-off. Like, why can't I just, can I build a similarly projected and own lineup that has Freddie Freeman at first base? Right? Then a guy that may have one and a half less at bats as a one-off. See, in the stack, I don't mind the bottom of the order because if the team puts up 15 runs, who cares if they're, but they can still get five at bats at the bottom of the order. Right? So, so what, what do I care? Right? Some ninth hitting outfielder that's 3,200 that hits, you know, D Gordon or something like that. Right? Gil Heredia or I don't know. You just name someone. Do I want that guy as a one-off? Yeah, every once in a while, yeah, they'll put up 23 points. Yeah, every, fine. But most likely, if they do well, if they do hit a ceiling, it's because the team has done well. So I, I'm more likely to think in terms of who do I not want as a one-off than who do I want as a one-off. But most of the time, if I have 100 players in my pool, 90 of them I don't mind as a one-off. Maybe 10 I have problems with. So don't think in terms of who do you want as a one-off. Whatever fits. Remember, we're going by the projections. So whatever fits, it's fine. It's like in the middle infield positions. I don't mind a light hitting. I did barely any second basements to play. Well, you're betting, someone's betting eighth. Who cares? You're playing Freddie Galvis as a one-off. Well, compared to who? There aren't that many good second basemen on the slate. Right? The same, this is the same thing with the cat. And the catcher is the, is the position that we talk about the most. Like most of them bat at the bottom of the order. So it's like, well, who do I play? Jose Trevino or Jorge Alfaro? Like, what does it matter? Like, they're both projected for like five and a half points. So like, like, what does it matter? So if given the choice and I need to fill a catcher spot, just whatever the catcher is from the team that I already have four players from. So like, there you go. Bink them in and then you're done. Get the get positive correlation from that. Get the ceiling from that. Rather than have a one-off catcher from some other team that also sucks. That's what I think in terms of not like who can be a one-off. I'm thinking of who is not ideal as a one-off. People are talking amongst themselves. Alex Santi is here. Alex Alex wrote a great, great article on Roto Grinders about contest selection. It should be a it should have been a premium article. Like it, it it's nothing different than what I say, but it's written very well. So if you if you want to understand contest selection, read read his article. It's not just oh you play these guys and play the no it, the math of the contest selection, playing head to heads versus 50-50s versus triple ups versus what type of lineup are you building and what contest should you play? In the long run, I know Alex isn't a, like an MMA person, so he doesn't talk that much about the large field GPPs. 
but it's a, it's a, it's a lengthy article and, and you should be reading it. And it could go such a long, there are probably tons of people out there that are good DFS players that are good, that have equal, equal amount of skill at DFS that are losing money only because of contest selection. They're because they're, they're either going for broke or they're being too conservative and they're playing the wrong types of lineups in the wrong types of contests. So if you read that and just that so much of your money may just come from that. Going through the YouTube chat. And now Alex is just answering everyone's question. That's fine. Good. Less, less work for me to do. Right. This was just a primer. Right. I wanted to show off the only in stacks feature. I wanted to show off some of the new build rule stuff. There'll, there'll be some, some other stuff coming out as well. That was the main, the only in stacks. That's, that's the thing I've been petitioning for, for like two years. So I'm going to show you how I use only in stacks because I would use them in the groups and it would take me forever to do it. Either I would use them in the groups or I just say, screw it. I guess I have, I guess I have eighth hitters and ninth hitters as one-offs because it's just, it's not too time consuming. Now I don't have to worry about it as much, right? I got my little checkbox there. So that's good. So hit the button, hit the, the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door. If you got something out of it, you kept my apple juice cold in the morning. And that's where, that's where I'm here. I'm, I'm here every morning, right? Maybe, maybe not tomorrow on the pregame show. 11.25. You'll see, the, you'll see the YouTube posting. You'll see it. You'll see the tweets go out. That'll be me. It'll be Dean. It'll be Cardi. Opening day. MLB opening day. It's finally here tomorrow. And then on Friday, I'll be back. And then we'll be doing, and I'll be reviewing the MLB slates, right? And then we'll be talking. We may actually get to talk about strategy stuff specifically for the day's slate. Because unlike the NBA, MLB, you don't have 7,000 people sitting at that. Who knows? And 17 people on the injury report and all that. So the stuff that you talk about at 11 o'clock in the morning may actually be relevant eight hours from then. So, so that, that'll be a nice change of pace. Because that's what I enjoy doing here with you guys on the DFS pregame show here on rotogrinders.com.